Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books for Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yes. Thank you guys for uh, spending your time with us, for uh, pumping us on. Thanks so much. We got a great episode for you today. We are back with a new comic. Last week, we had a like a special episode? Yeah, it was a weird one. We um, we were away, so we couldn't do a regular full episode, but uh, we did, still did a little bit of news and uh, we did our side stories there. Yeah, so we're going to catch up with the news today. Um, speaking of catching up, yeah, we've lived here in our apartment. I, I will say new apartment, but we've been here for a while. A couple months now. Since November. Oh, wow. And I remember when we moved, I bought something that I was like, I need this anywhere I live and I must have it. So, well, I don't remember what you're talking about. But then I have yet to install it, and I finally installed it this past weekend. Uh, I, I, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. I had it the whole time, but I don't know why it took me so long to put together. Now I did, and my life is uh, oh, leagues better. What is this um, super secret purchase, con- contraption, invention that you're keeping under wraps? I feel fresher. I feel more hygienic. I feel less poopy. Poopy. <laughs> Less poopy? Uh, yeah. So it has something to do with your nutrition? Or is your digestive system better? What are we... Kind what, of. What are we alluding to here? The reverse digestive system is better. The aftermath of it all? Yeah. I installed my bidet and my... It's like one of those attachments you put on a regular toilet. Right. You put it and you have to install it. Call a plumber, right? Nope. <laughs> it's simple. All you need is a screwdriver. In, in fact, the, the instruction said you'll need a screwdriver and a wrench, and I didn't even need the wrench. I hope it does not like overload one day and shoot you up into <laughs> no. this, into space. I checked. There's no leaks. It's pretty much you take off the um, valve pipe that goes that feeds water to your toilet tank. Yeah. That's, that's clean water you could use that for to, anything for drinking uh, if you want to <laughs> it's clean water uh-huh it's the unused water yet to be used right yet to be drunk if you will <laughs> and then um you put like uh, a tap to it like a y tap sure a y tap and then you pl- plug it back into the the tank and then the, where it splits, you put another pipe, uh, one of those flexi pipes, to the bidet attachment. A flexi pipe, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, these are terms. Is, I don't. Sorry, you don't understand plumber jargon. I think I've actually installed a bidet before, and I do not know this jargon that you're speak of. Flexi pipe and why? Why <laughs> tap? Why tap? <laughs> so how how is it? How um, um how's your booty? Uh, fresh, clean, never better. I will say I probably need to make an adjustment to aim it better. I'm probably going to push it back because right now it's it's overshooting. <laughs> well, are you saying that it's missing or that it's too strong? That it's missing, that oh. it's pointed a little too north <laughs> and I need to realign it. But it works because um, I, I feel... <laughs> feels so much better. You just have to hover each time you use it. You just got to... I just got to reposition. You got to squat. I guess got to maneuver a little bit, evasive maneuvers. Yeah. But I don't know why it took me so long. I I was lazy to install it and I thought like, oh, this is going to be harder than I anticipate. But it was it was a breeze. It's so funny. When we first moved in here, you yeah. were so proud of yourself for buying it and like, I need this. Yes. It's a got to have. Yeah. I honestly thought you'd already installed it. I haven't been in your bathroom no. in forever. I didn't know it was, it was not there. I never used your toilet. Good. You're not allowed to. Yeah. Uh, but I just been kind of lazy about it. And I'm. Been, <laughs> who wants to go touching around their toilet? Right? That's the thing. Is it's not high on my list. Right. Right. You, 
I remember I've done it once yeah. and you have to reach back there. Yeah. Basically, your nose is like near the toilet bowl. Yeah. And I, I, of course, I cleaned it first, right? I hope you did. Yeah. I scrubbed that thing down before I really got into the nitty gritty. Now, did you just wipe it down or did you use nope. Lysol? I used like the antibacterial Lysol wipes. Oh, you could eat off it now. You can. <laughs> <laughs> You could eat off it. You could use the pipe for clean drinking water. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you're not using one of these, like I would highly recommend it. I don't know how people go about their day without, um, you know, just. So I was trying to get by with just like um, the Cottonelle wipes, wipes things. Right. And I'm like, this is not enough for me. <laughs> Who does? I know people do this. I think most people do this. It's just the toilet paper and, and wipe and that's it. Go about your day. You got to do more. At least baby wipes. Because the thing about, <laughs> I don't know about other people, but when I only use toilet paper, I feel like it takes me the whole roll. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, okay, wipe. Okay, wipe some more. Right. And then I got to flush the toilet because I don't want to fill it with toilet paper. I've so done I'll that flush. Too. Have you made the mistake of filling it up? Because you're, you're wiping it a lot, right? Because you yeah. have, and then it fills up and you're like, no, it's not going down. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a rookie mistake. I've done that before younger when I was at a public bathroom. I'm also a very like courteous um, flusher. Oh, you're talking about at, public. A public bathrooms mm-hmm. or shared bathrooms. I'm like... If something comes out, just flush it. Just uh, don't let it linger. Oh, I honestly never considered that. I just go yeah. and then you guys are dealing with me, with, with the smell. <laughs> you know, it just... That's, no, get we're, rid of we're it. all in a bathroom why? right now. Deal with it. Well, just send it away. Why Why hold on to it? I honestly just never considered it. I might no. do that now. That's that's new. I'm learning now. A new bathroom, uh, you know, manners. Maybe, maybe I'm a excessive flusher, but I, I'd rather be that than, you know... Having the the annoying smell be there the whole time. Are you are you doing the um? Because you're if you're flushing a lot, are you doing it? Are you worried it's gonna like explode? Like because it gets clogged up or whatever? Because you flush too much, it breaks the toilet. No. That's a thing. If you use it too much, toilets don't explode. They are not explode, but they'll they'll stop working. It's not like a dynamite thing that you keep triggering. It's not Russian roulette where eventually one of the flushes is gonna explode. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't know. It's it's been used a lot. If it's a public bathroom, I'm worried about it. What I don't like about public bathrooms is the the sensor ones, the automatic flushers. Oh, why? Those are great. Because I'll I'll get you know this is my routine. I get in there, I get I I get a little bit of um, TP so I could touch the seat to bring it down if it's not already down. Oh, and I give it a little you know spit shine. Oh, really? I do the effort and use my foot to put it down. Do you do that? I don't like that clank like loud noise. Wow, you have so many manners. I, I'm just like you're dealing with me. Pooping. I'm the nice pooper in the world <laughs> and then uh and then i'll of course i'll use a toilet seat cover right yeah so what i do is i uh i rip one open but i put the flap on the front not on the back right flap in the front and then i also like the back i did that for a while i don't do that anymore i don't flip it around backwards because i i want there to be space there actually in the front part of it but yeah i when the i just think the flap is in the way where i need the space where I need the target to be wide open. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I need it to catch what I'm throwing out there. <laughs> That's what the water is for. <laughs> and then you get the bloop and then, you know, it tickles you. <laughs> I don't like that. And then, uh, so what I do is uh, I'll do that, right? But then the automatic sensors, sometimes I'm, I'm unbuckling to <laughs> get in Wait, position. What? Oh, oh, like what, your seatbelt? <laughs> <laughs> what ride are you on? <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting into position. And right as I'm about to sit down, the automatic flusher turns on. And 
and sucks up the seat cover. Oh yeah. And All now right. I'm mm. skin to germs. I'm not gonna lie, that's 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 true. That has happened before. I'd so. rather just not have the automatic ones and use the lever. Okay, it's still gross to me. I mean, it's just public bathrooms, the more automated the better. I'll deal no. with it. I'll Do you like um, the hand blowers? No, because they uh, they tell me that it's less hygienic, right? It is because germs just build up in there and then they spit it out into your hands. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like that. I like using the paper ones just because I heard it's cleaner. Yeah, and I know it's, it's worse more, for the environment. I know it's more wasteful. It's true, but yeah. I feel like most of my stuff I do is pretty bad for the environment. So whatever, All it's right. one paper towel. All right. Well, I, yeah. I gotta say, I do not like bidets. I do not like the feeling of it. It's too cold. The water's too cold. But it's like it's like a from the fridge or something. It's so cold. I mean, you. It's not heated. I I will agree with you. Yeah. It's not the hot water. Until we get that technology. Until we're on. You need a little little uh what is it water heater under your toilet. Yeah, just for that <laughs> just specifically. For- <laughs> Japan's figured it out. They have like high-tech toilets. Okay. That's what I hear. Japan. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't you explain how the show works? <laughs> Here we, we First, we break down our toilet behaviors, and then we get into comic book news. And then we'll talk about our, uh, our comic today, which is Miss Marvel comic in celebration of the new show coming out on Disney+. Plus. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories where it's like uh, we talk about entertainment, what I've been watching, reading, anything like that. All right. Like you said, we're catching up with the news, so let's get into it. Marvel's uh, Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2. What a hit. Was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And a big part of why I loved it is the horror element brought in by director Sam Raimi. I think he did a great job. He gave his vision and he also injected that into the MCU. Yeah. Feel of it all. Without that, I think my vibe of it all is he didn't like waver too much on his vision for the, the movie right. and um he and what is he president kevin feige i yeah. don't know what his title is anymore overlord of mcu in marvel yes uh he had worked with sam raimi on the spider-man films already oh he did yeah because he was like producer or something like that very cool okay and so he already had a relationship with him and i heard he fully trusted him to make a great movie that he didn't even really like oversee the making of, of Doctor Strange too. Yeah, from this comment, he says um, it was kind of easy for him, right? Right. Like he just let him take over because he knew he could handle it. Right. He's seen his work in the past. Because I'm pretty sure in other movies, he's been more hands-on. I think he takes on directors that are maybe younger in their careers. Yeah. And that could be because they have a great vision or because maybe they can be molded in a way that can fit for the MCU. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Right. Um, but now I think he's getting a little more lax with that because for the upcoming Fantastic Four movie, rumor is they want a big name director. Okay. That's interesting. I think he's just getting his spread a little bit too thin mm-hmm. and wants a director to really take the hands, hands-on approach to making the movie. It was supposed to be Spider-Man director John Watts. That's right. But now he is doing some projects over with Star Wars. He's left Disney to go now work with Disney. Oh, what a jump. <laughs> Uh, he walked across the hall. <laughs> I don't know how it is, but it's like, is that a lateral move? He He's leaving MCU. He directed a few movies for them ready. Yeah. He was going to do Fantastic Four. Now he's going to do a TV show for yeah. Star Wars. Is it just he's sick of superhero movies? That's what he says, or just tired of it. I feel like I would be. I feel like if I did three Spider-Man movies, I'd be like, I want to do something else. Yeah. And if you were given the opportunity to do something Star Wars, I would jump on that. Take it? Yeah. Okay. Even if it's a TV show, because TV shows are great now. That's true. That's true. Maybe it's because of this whole thing that Kevin Feige does oversee oh, you think directing so? heavily. Maybe that's it. I could be. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. But maybe uh, 
John Watson wants more ownership. Okay. Well, it sounds like they want someone that can helm Fantastic Four without being too guided, without too much hand-holding. Yeah, that's right. But Fantastic Four, the, the difference with Sam Raimi and Doctor Strange 2 was it's the sequel already, and the character has already been introduced and built up, and, and the framework is already there. Huh. Fantastic Four, I feel like, is uh, going to be from scratch as far as like MCU. So even though they want a big name, I don't know if they'll really be like letting them control everything. That's well, yeah. They need to fit in the timeline and the continuity, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. There are, I think, story beats you need to hit on. Right, like right. the the thing needs to feel like he's a monster. Um, right, I think Susan Storm and Reed Richards need to feel like they're a family, like their parents already. Sure, and Johnny Storm's like the young kid brother that messes up. You right, know? I think that's what they have to hit on story beats. Yeah. Um. Do you have any ideas of what director could f- kind of like work with that? I was thinking uh, Ridley Scott could work. Ridley Scott, really? I think I don't know if they can get him. That's he's worked on a lot of he's space a big name. movies. Definitely right, a big name. Yeah, big name. Right, they said big name specifically. Yeah. Maybe he's worked on a lot of alien movies. And also he worked on this movie called The Martian, which is like yeah. a space thing. And it's also kind of... That comedy, right? The comedy. I mean, the comedy yeah, go- The Martian. <laughs> I think the MCU is going for a Golden Globe. That's what they're Golden really Globe aiming for. Golden Globe nominated comedy, The Martian. <laughs> the Martian. <laughs> so it's, it's like a... Like a fun-loving, like a, you could take the family to that movie, you know, and it's a space movie. I think serious movies can be kind of dark and mm-hmm. fantastic for the last one was like a horror direction. Yeah. I think they're going to avoid that, even though it is kind of freaky the way they, they like transform or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he could work, but I don't know, I don't know if they'll want to pay for him, right? Yeah. And his movies, I feel like are darker a little bit, more of the serious sci-fi yeah that's why i bring up the martian specifically yeah yeah but he can manage these like big special effects and i think it'll be a big team group environment they'd have to work with Mm. um and uh maybe maybe because he's um we're fitting into this whole world it can be a little bit less on his shoulders in a way Rip scott yeah you know that's my vote but i might be far not not gonna happen (laughs) what do you think (laughs) who do you you have in mind what do you think about really scott specifically um I don't know. I, I feel like his his style is too serious, and he's also like a kind of hit or miss. Uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I can't really think of one. Like my pick was maybe a little too safe. Oh. Was um, Brad Bird who did the Incredibles movies because those are already like Fantastic Four movies. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, but then just like every male director, there's like controversy with them. Oh really? Yeah. So it's like <laughs> there's no right answer. I had no idea about this at all with him specifically. Yeah, it was. I heard about it a while ago, so I don't know what eventually happened with it, but. Man. Um. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else. I can think of a lot that I don't want. <laughs> oh, let's hear him. <laughs> like a Michael Bay. You don't want him after Ambulance. The thirty minutes we've watched of it, oh, you don't no. want to. You don't want him to don't take need, the helm. Yeah, that movie is only thirty minutes, except everything is in slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> The, every every shot is a, a shot rotating around the character yeah. with the lighting behind them. Mm-hmm. Every shot, like even like him with his family, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're just eating dinner. Yeah. Uh, what about like a Alfonso Cuarón or something like that? That was also on my list. Yeah, he did Gravity. Yeah, I never watched that movie. What would you? Th- what do you think about that movie? Was it? Uh, was it, it great? Was, um, some parts were very thrilling because the. Um, just the emptiness of space. Yeah. But does that is that what a Marvel movie is? I don't know. I don't think so either. 
um, is, is, you have to deal with like the technical stuff. Like he's dealt with astronaut, yeah. like clothing, whatever, and like the the big set pieces. Mm. That's something you have to manage with with these movies. He's he did uh the best Harry Potter, right? That's him. He did. If, if you like the third one, it is the best one, I think, hands down. Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. So uh, he can direct a great movie. Yeah, I don't know if I've loved all of his movies though. Uh, I just thought of one, but it just left my mind. This uh, this news though about a big name, yeah, d- uh, directing. Does this spoil a bad for uh, John Krasinski possibly directing? He well. I, if he's going to start in it, which I would love, mm-hmm. I don't think he should direct also. Yeah, it's a, a thing that's popped up here and then that's never, um, you know, crystallized. Like uh, yeah. Ben Affleck wanted to direct a Batman movie. Remember right. that? Yeah. I think it's too much. I think so too. Yeah. And then if you're saying, oh, now he's going to direct and he's not going to start it, I I don't want that either. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess I always thought that he went on board yeah. to the MCU because he wanted to direct. But that's a good point. It's a lot of work. Okay, I got one. Jordan Peele. Wow, I hate it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Just because he does like horror movies, but he also he has like uh, a humor to it. Some of them, yeah. All yeah, right. and he just don't do horror. I don't know if I've seen him do anything besides horror that's great. But he could do like the weird science stuff. Like I feel like um, weird science. He did. Uh, didn't he do the reboot of Twilight Zone that no one liked? He did, yeah. That I think no one knew about. Yeah. It was on like the CBS paid subscription or something like that. Plus super whatever yeah. tube. So I think he could do definitely do it. Um, With like Nope and, and Us and uh, Get Out. Yeah. Those seem like darker than the Ridley Scout movies in a way. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's got some uh, cachet now with his movies, right? Yeah, definitely. But are they big movies? Like as, as in like big scapes, like big scopes? of movies I still feel like Get Out can get him any movie he wants to direct uh, I don't know I don't know about that I think um, when you're comparing him to the other directors that we've gone from the MCU maybe maybe but yeah. big name like Sam Raimi's kind of a senior director now he's been mm-hmm. in the game for a while some hits and some misses too so I think that's what they're looking for someone that's just older I guess yeah alright uh, regardless I'm excited for a Fantastic Four movie I want to see a good one and uh, I hope it's John Krasinski I, as as uh, as Susan Storm. Yeah, exactly. Invisible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Fantastic Four is not my favorite property, but it gets pretty crazy when you get to the more modern stuff. Right. And FF. The, right. FF. Yeah. The, the first family. Um, but Disney and Marvel, I, I think they know what they're doing because they're always like, I think they're trying to elevate their, their material now to be like award worthy. Oh, really? Like ever since like Black Panther, I think they've been like kind of like more interested in winning awards where before they were just like, let's make these good blockbuster movies. Yeah. Popcorn movies. Yeah. He, he They heard Martin Scorsese talking crap. Yeah. He's like, okay, we're going to beat you at your game. We're going <laughs> to make a gangster movies now. <laughs> So uh, ever since like the shows, um, like WandaVision and Loki and stuff, they've been categorizing their shows for like, was it the Emmys and the Golden Globes? And they've even won like for special effects and costume design and stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. And then recently they categorized Hawkeye, but they moved it from, I believe like limited series to like a regular show. Just a regular series. Yeah. yeah. Ongoing series. Which others of their shows have always been like limited series. Right. Most of them. Yeah. Most like- of them. 
like Loki, we know there's going to be season two. Right. But WandaVision and I think Hawkeye Winter Soldier were categorized as limited series. Correct. Hawkeye switched. At first it was limited series, but now they've gone to like a regular show, which a lot of people are speculating this means there's going to be another season. It's got everybody up in an uproar about possibly getting a season two out of Hawkeye. Um, I'm here for it, right? I think uh, Kate Bishop was an interesting character to add. Yeah. I think maybe will we have Jeremy Renner back? It makes sense to have him back, but he's my kind guess, of done. My guess is no. Yeah. And that we will get a second season, but it's kind of like the comic books where Hawkeye is is Kate Bishop. Right. Okay. And we follow her and her crew. And um, it'd be kind of cool if it was like the comics where it's a little more lighthearted. Oh. And they're almost like a almost like a Scooby-Doo team. Right. With her little gang that she makes of friends. Right. Like she's got like, um, you know how Spider-Man has like a man in the chair? Yeah. She's got like four men in chairs. Right. Kind of thing. And um, they're all LARPers. Right. <laughs> Uh, I think um, it'd be fun if we, last season we were in New York. Mm. If we can go to LA like we did in her actual comp, like that'd be kind right. of fun. Get some get some rays out there, and uh, she can go wherever she wants because uh, her mom's in jail, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's is she gonna hang out with the swordsman and all? He seems it turns out he's not a bad guy. Yeah, he was actually a cool character. <laughs> he's still weird with the mustache and everything, but he's all right. <laughs> he's cool. Um, I, I can see her like forming a, what's it, we call it? Like a, a private eye, you know, right. establishment like she does yeah. in the comic type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, that'd be fun just to get the ball rolling and her taking on missions. But I, I definitely think Haley Steinfeld is like a, an actress that they could um, put all their money in to like lead a series. I agree. Yeah. Um, I thought she was a breakout star of that. I think she, I, she might be too old now for a Young Avengers thing, but mm-hmm. um, the fun side of things, I think uh, she can work in the the MCU, right? Right. Because I don't think she's, the character I don't think is ready to be like, oh, let's give her a movie or anything like that. Yeah. But another six episode series, I'm totally down for. That's right. Hawkeye never got his own movie. And uh, I mean, you know, Jeremy Renner's character. Yeah. So her getting her own, I don't know if there's enough there to wow an audience in the in the theater. I definitely feel like the sun has set for Jeremy Renner's character. Uh, um, he retired like four times already. Yeah. Well, I mean, Thanos said thing what are you gonna do yeah um so there's no reason to like pull him back in maybe he appears in the so like one episode that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah but um i feel like if it was just hawkeye and it was kate bishop and it's like her story with her characters and her um enemy which would be my guess is like um what's madame mask madame mask yeah Yeah. i think it'd be a lot i think it could be better than the the original hawkeye show than the last season yeah yeah this is interesting are we calling it different seasons or a new show i i still think it's season one and season two because it's still hawkeye yeah and it's the same character but I feel like that season was trying to do trying to do too much. Oh, really? And um, yeah, like they had to introduce so many things, like Kate Bishop, and they're trying to like uh, introduce the tracksuit mafia, which was good. That was in the comics. Yeah. But then they also had to throw Wilson Fisk in there and Echo. And Echo, yeah. that took away kind of like time for them. And then to throw in Yelena Belova. Yelena Bologna, yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, it felt like Hawkeyes, the Hawkeyes were only like half the show. And specifically like Jeremy Renner, you felt like he didn't get his share. Because this was finally going to be the fun uh, Clint Barton yeah. that we were waiting for. We never got in the movies. Sure, yeah. And it felt like he got less time. Mm-hmm. But I don't need him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let him be happy, right? 
<laughs> and his family. So I hope this does mean we're going to get another season. I feel like it's a show that could um, merit a second season, whereas other ones, I, I don't need it. I don't need another season of... Honestly, I don't need another season of Moon Knight. <sighs> I really liked how it finished, but overall, I don't know if I love that show. It's crazy. It's my one of my favorite characters. Yeah. So I might be okay with letting that go. Oh, yeah. I, he needs to show up in the movies. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't want to get rid of the character, but I just don't need another show. Of him. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually excited to see him in the movies, though. Yeah, I am too. To to play in the playground, to be with the other yeah. kids, right? But let me ask you this: They're introducing so many new characters through shows that when we see them in the movies, are they just going to be like cameos, or are they going to be big? parts of um what placeholder avengers movie that will ever happen that's what i want to see is a uh, everyone getting their own share of it like uh the avengers where it's crazy that they formed and not no one had like not enough time on screen with the first yeah. Avengers movie. I want that to happen with all of these characters coming from the TV series. Okay. I hope that's going to gonna happen. Yeah. Speaking of not enough time on the movie screens. Yeah. Apparently, Jared Leto did not have enough time on the movie screens because they're putting back Morbius. <laughs> After, it was uh, released originally in April. Yes. And I, I think it's had enough time in the theater <laughs> with its uh, shining negative reviews. So it's gone now, but it's coming back to the theater, like a thousand different theaters. Yeah. Uh, I think the popularity of how bad it was, like people making fun of it online, right. has almost gotten a new buzz and interest in it that all majority of the earth that did not see it now kind of want to see it. Yeah, that's, that's me raising my hand right here. Yeah. Yeah, so, I did not see it. Do you want to see it in the theater? I kind of want to be part of this community of just like enjoying it. <laughs> I wonder if everyone that's going to be in the theater now watching it yeah. is laughing and like laughing at every single scene or whatever. But um, the way to do this yeah, is it. you do what's called like a, I've seen this in theaters, but I don't know if everyone knows what I'm talking about. A phantom event. You know what I'm talking about? Phantom is... events. Like it's F-A-T-H-O-N. Right. What's you know that? what I'm talking about? It's no. like a company that they show uh, non-movies, but in movie theaters, like sometimes it's like, hey, we're going to put back um, Wizard of Oz because it's like the 50th anniversary or whatever. It's a phantom event. You won't want to miss it. Is that like when they play like um, like plays, like recordings of plays and something theaters? like that, or All like right. yeah, or like a boxing match is like a weird thing. <laughs> you think that's how they're gonna revive it? I think just like hey, it's a two month anniversary phantom <laughs> <laughs> event. <laughs> two month <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> Remember that jam? <laughs> so dumb. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what Sony's thinking. Is they just I think the Sony's internet? thinking like we need more money. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't squeeze this enough, like we didn't milk this cow enough for a for a, a budget for a box office. It's like they're going for another angle, which is like um, the room, <laughs> right? Okay, okay. Uh, it's it got to the theaters because of all the memes going on. Yeah, now, which honestly, I haven't even seen a lot of memes online about it. I just seen that it's not good. There was enough of it to for them to put it back in the theater, but. Like well, some of the memes are, well, the start of the memes mm -hmm. was a Twitch channel was playing wow. Morbius 24-7, like playing the movie 24-7. Is the movie out on digital already? It's on digital you can purchase. It's not Oh like, my God. Why are they even putting it in the theater if it's already out on digital? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it, right. It's a crazy story. Yeah. But it just got all this like community of like thousands of people watching it at one time. On Twitch? Yeah. And it's obviously <laughs> illegal to be doing this. Yeah, they, it's they, copyright. They, they tore it down or whatever. But it's brought up enough memes. It's Morbin time. You heard that one? <laughs> yeah, I think I heard that one. So people saw enough on Twitch that they need to see the rest of it. I mean, maybe they saw the whole thing and they want to see it in the theater now. 
What if they did this? What if it comes out in theater and they're like, there's extra scenes that you didn't see and this maybe makes the movie better? Does that spark your interest? Well, I don't know how bad it was originally. I haven't seen it yet, but... What if they're like, um, we want to change a little bit of the story... So that it's good. So that uh, maybe it connects more to other things. Uh, so so maybe that'll help. Like, hey, this could connect to this, which might mean something later. Honestly, if they tease that, like one small thing... Yeah. It will get people to the theaters a slightly, like a slight yeah. bump, right? When, when is this coming back? Do you know? Does it say? I don't know. It's coming. I just know it's coming back. What if they like started doing commercials for it, right? Hey, coming back to theaters, Morbius. And in the commercial, there's like a clip of like, we see Tom Hardy. Well, what is they just like, he's actually going to be in the, what we see in the theater. Maybe they reshoot one scene and Tom Hardy's in it. And that means it's a connected to Venom. Um, or Is that like, wow, now I want to see it. Or is it like a cash grab? I, I think it's already connected to Venom, right? He, smitched, he yells out, I'm Venom in the movie. But like. You get to see him at the yeah, same time. I don't know. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> right. I, we could sound dumb right now. I know. Maybe he's in it. I think he is. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw it. And um, I'm definitely not going to pay more to watch it. <laughs> this honestly just slows it down for it to go to the streaming platforms. Yeah. Where it's already part of the deal, part free already, where I can just watch it. So I'm kind of angry about that. Where does Sony movies go for streaming? Is it just Netflix? I think... Um, it, does it just go into the ether? I don't know. I noticed Amazing Spider-Man's on Netflix right now. Yeah, so that's my guess. Also, Spider-Man's on Peacock, like the original Raimi Spider-Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know so, where Sony movies go. I guess it's just individually licensed out. Whoever buys it, yeah. Yeah, because I know Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is going to be on Disney Plus in June. Very soon, yeah. 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 So, if they're like, Morbius is going to theaters, and it's already out on digital, and it's going to be on streaming... Like, why would you even go to the theater for it? I don't know. I, is it just to get this headline, honestly? Just to get this headline that, oh, more, Sony's stupid enough to put Morbius back in the theater. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it. We're talking about it on the Reader Copy Podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it made more money the second go around. Right. <laughs> Right. It's morbid. Like everyone in the theater is going to start yelling that as the movie starts playing. It's morbid time. (laughs) I'm never going to watch this movie. (laughs) In protest. You know, know, even Jed Leto is in on the joke. Well, he says it somewhere on uh, social media. On on social media, uh, there's a video of him reading the Morbius 2 script. But that's not real. Well, the the subline is it's morbid time. So you tell me, it could very well be the next next sequel. Oh my gosh! So that's great. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm excited for the new Power Rangers movie. Uh, if they can make it more like the Boom Studios comic, oh, I'm all in. I wasn't too uh, sad about the last one. I thought it was pretty good. They, it wasn't great. I thought it was okay platform for them to work up a great franchise. I, I like the actors in it. Yeah. But I don't much like anything else. Like, I don't like their costumes or the Zords or Rita. I thought Rita was fine. The costumes, uh, yeah, look weird. The actual, the Zord looked the worst part. Yeah. So, I would say make them look like the original costumes, but a little cooler, like a little more stylized. And 
give it the drama of the comic books. Yeah, they teased the Tommy thing already. Yeah, I thought that would have could have been a great uh, second part of that. The freaking um, just I, th- I thought the teenage drama in it already worked. Yeah, they could have done the thing where like each you know each Power Ranger series mm-hmm. they get new costumes. Just give them new costumes, right? Yeah, but the costumes they used in that reboot they were dumb. They were bad. Yeah, they look like um like bike helmets. Do you know what I'm talking about? With like like the the space in between. Okay, that's what they look like. Well, I'm, I'm talking about actually the body too though it yeah looks the worst the whole body looked like a body bike helmet <laughs> <laughs> all right uh last of the news docket warner brothers warner discovery now oh sorry warner brothers discovery what the hell <laughs> There, um there, there was a shakeup right they had yeah. a, a merger uh, back in april david Zazlav? Zazlav. Zaz is what they call him. The Zaz. The Zaz. Hey, he walks in the room and it's the Zaz. Hey, what's shaking? But (laughs) I think he came from Discovery, right? And now he's putting his fingers into the Warner stuff, the DC stuff. Right. He he has plans for them to kind of reboot the DCEU. We mentioned that in our news a couple months back. Yeah. Um, And so he's just trying to pretty much copy Marvel. So he wants to find someone to spearhead everything and he wants a Kevin Kevin Feige type, right? Yes. So who better to be a Kevin Feige type than Kevin Feige? Uh, recently, Warner and Ken Feige had some talks. Apparently, it's just that's what they call it talks. Mm-hmm. To um, they want to like onboard him, or whatever, to be the head guy. I don't think it's far from happening, right? I'm sure he, Kevin Feige, took the meeting. Yeah. Uh, for two reasons: one, to be polite, and two, just so that Disney knows. Oh, bumping his paycheck or something. They're just like, hey, I, you don't own me, so if you want me to keep doing this, you know, I could go anywhere else, but I'm not. <laughs> Being yeah. cheeky about it? Yeah. No. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying that um, just let Disney know that uh, he, he could he can jump the ship anytime he wants. And right. they'll be glad to have me over there. Right. Exactly. But I don't think he wants to leave. No. I, he He's digging into more Star Wars stuff, right? So he's yeah, right. going further into the Disney camp even. And uh, yeah. with the TV shows going on there that he's... Again, we said being spread thin, mm-hmm. but um, I also think he was okay talking to to them about what their plans are to maybe reboot the DC. I bet if he met with them and, and they talked it out, and I bet he does have ideas for DC. Oh, yeah. I think he's just a comic book fan. Yeah. So he's probably thinking around in his head what he would have done. Right. Right. And the thing about DC is um, with the Zazz, as we call him. <laughs> I hear conflicting rumors and stories. Oh, really? Because he says, like, I want to start from scratch, reboot everything. And then, but then they have stuff that's already, like, coming out that is very tied to the old stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And then a new rumor that I heard this week was everything that's a Superman project right now, which there's, like, what, the... Michael B. Jordan yeah. attached um, Superman project. There's a J.J. Abrams attached Superman project. Forgot about that one. I heard they're all being like put away because their focus is to get Henry Cavill back as Superman. Okay, that, really? And that is exact opposite of starting from scratch. That sounds dumb to me. I honestly think Henry Cavill, he, he, he's not an awful Superman. I think the reason why I don't like Man of Steel is because it's not because of him. 
but but, but just restart though but that's what we want to do but um if it was henry cavill and it was more like the superman at post justice league would you want us want to see a superman movie of that kal-el uh he oh, died I, already and he's back and he's if we're going with the if it feels like the superman we get in the snyder cut yeah of justice league i think i could be on ball for that because it, it's almost like he made it 180 he made a right. 180 he's like happy not now. impressed huh? <laughs> not impressed right <laughs> he's not all gloomy and right going to the arctic or whatever exactly yeah yeah i can i can be on board for that uh but i also think just reboot it just so that it's not too muddy reboot everything is what everything. i'm saying the other stuff that's like one-offs keep it going matt reeves batman sure right yeah um, I remember there was talks about possibly making a Joker sequel. Remember that? I would, I would want that. You would want that. <laughs> you, you don't think it's gonna ruin the first one if if we mess up? Um, no, because I'm very good at isolating movies. I feel you, like you're very good at that. Yeah, I, I, that's my specialty. You're trained uh, audience member. Because Dark Knight Rises is not the best Batman, right? But I feel it doesn't bring down the Dark Knight, right? Yeah, when I watch the Dark Knight, yeah, that's kind of just. For Forget that there's another one after this. I get, I get a bit disappointed when I watch Dark Knight. So it's the opposite. I get disappointed when I watch Dark Knight Rises because I know how good Dark Knight was. Exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, if they make a Joker 2 and it's bad, I'm not going to let it affect the original. Okay. I still think the original is one of the best DC movies ever made. I say this because Todd Phillips was a guy that they considered right. to possibly, not exactly helmless, they were going to call him an advisor because they don't think he has, they, they don't think he's a huge comic book nerd is a thing. He's yeah, just like a movie creator. Yeah, because the movie he made, I would say it's just like skinned as a comic book movie right but really it is a movie about mental illness and society yeah a crazed guy right yeah so that that's true they can have him uh it was a low budget and then it got a lot of money so that's that's yeah. nothing to sneeze at they would want him to advise on some things but he's not a comic book nerd like kevin feige is mm-hmm. um that was actually one of the movies walter hamada the current guy yeah wanted to axe like he want he didn't want that movie to happen and it was just People above him wanted that movie to happen, so yeah. it got made, and it was a huge hit. So yeah. that's why the Zaz is not too happy about Mr. Hamada. Yeah, the Zaz, I think he just needs to drop the hammer yeah. and and draw a line and be like, okay, everything after this date is the new DC. Uh-huh. So like everything after 2025 is new, and everything before that is not connected to this new thing that will be connected. Mm-hmm. So like Black Adam, um, whatever, the Matt Reeves next Batman movie. Like, oh, yeah. They're all like DC legacy. I don't know, whatever you call it. Oh, DC archives? Yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah. And then start with a new connected universe after that. Yeah. It seems like that's what they want to do. And make it more lighthearted, funner, I think. Yeah. Honestly, maybe like more the Shazam vibe. Like that's what they have in the books and maybe make it fun like that. Uh-huh. That's what they want to do at least. Copy um, MCU. Now this is um, kind of connected, but he wants to also attach all the TV shows. Like, yeah. Ev- all of them. CW on HBO Max. He, he wants them kind of like also under the same kind of like umbrella, just like how Disney does more. Marvel shows and movies they're all under the same thing right that means the same continuity kind of yeah he oh, wants wow. that mm-hmm. uh, but the show that's coming out now the trailer just dropped for Gotham Knights which we were talking about a couple of weeks ago oh yeah <laughs> it looks bad oh, really it looks worse than the worst CW shows Dang. like it looks like I've seen better fan made 
films of of superheroes. Really? It looks like does it look, does it look kitty? What does it look like? It looks like um, what's the Disney Channel show of like the villains' kids? Descendants. Yeah, imagine that. But why do I know that? <laughs> but at least that show, they kind of know it's for kids, and they're yeah. playing it tongue in cheek. This one, they're trying to make it earnest, and it just is not good. Right. I there's no way this is getting I don't think this is getting a second season and I wouldn't be surprised if it's axed halfway through the first season. Canceled. It, it looks bad. <laughs> I didn't see it yet. I was curious about that. I mean, it seemed out of the box to go with the next generation of characters and make a, story, a show around that. It's never a good idea too to like introduce a brand new character and create a character for a show that's going to be the lead. It was the worst part of the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> Oh, the new one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what they're doing with this one. And it looks bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> all you have to say. It looks dumb. And then the characters of the children of the villains. Yeah. I don't, I'm not believing it. And it is bad acting. I haven't seen it yet. <sighs> is it- uh, there's a part of me that's like, don't look at it. But <laughs> it's like, you got to look at it. You, uh, you really hated the Gotham show. Like you just didn't, it wasn't your vibe, right? Yeah. It, how much worse is it than that? Or is it worse? Worse. Okay. Worse. All worse. right. Um, it, it's covered in CW. <laughs> <laughs> Is that vibe of yeah. CW show? I will say... Um, it's a Gossip Girl. What's this, like the third or fourth Batman show without Batman? And I think that's the... Already you're starting wrong. It's the bad formula. Yeah. Mm. So, I, I mean, I get it. They don't want to use Batman because they want him for the movies. They also want like young characters. Yeah. But it's bad. <laughs> well, yeah, that is it for the news, I guess. Yeah. Um, guys, if you haven't already, uh, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. You can search us on all your podcast apps and even stream us on Spotify. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Find us on all social medias like those. Don't don't watch Gotham Knights. Don't, yeah. don't give it the credit that it thinks it's a good show. You're becoming that um, type of movie or show influencer. You're telling people, don't watch this okay. bad thing. If you yeah. like it, watch it. But if you don't like, don't you're don't just, hate watch it because then you're just feeding it. Feeding the monster. Yeah. I, there's shows I hate watch because I secretly like them. <laughs> this one, don't don't hate watch it. I'd rather, I just want to make sure I don't settle on it. That's, that's the worst. When you just settle on a show and you're yeah. on it for hours and hours. Yeah. Don't do that. No. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess we should get into our comic book this week um it's for the show that's coming out that does look very good i'm very interested in that Mm, miss marvel we were talking earlier about kate bishop oh yeah she is kind of like the new hawkeye right True, true, protege. And then um, you could say like Miles Morales is like the new Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I think this is all around like the late 2000, early 2010s. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about the 2000s and years. What was that in Marvel? Was it called Marvel Now? Yeah, or like era? all new, all, true. all Marvel. I don't know what it's called. But essentially they're like introducing new characters as old characters. <laughs> Copies of the old ones. Yeah. Right, you're right. Taking over mantles. And in 2014, Marvel introduced a new Miss Marvel in Kamala Khan. That's right. She is the first Muslim character to have her own self-titled comic series. Really? For Marvel. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, switching up. We're doing the first um, five issues of volume one today. I think it's called, for the trade, it's called No Normal. No Normal. Yeah. Okay. And it is by writer G. Willow Wilson and artist Adrian Alfona. Oh, okay. And um, the duo 
for this comic has been nominated for a bunch of stuff. Really? Um, several Eisner Awards and Harvey Awards, but they actually won for this series uh, a Hugo Award for Best Graphic Story, and they also won uh, a Joe Schuster Award for Outstanding Artist. And then I'd never heard of this, so I'm going to butcher the name of it. The Anguilleme International Comics Festival. They won prize for a series. Prized for a series? <laughs> That's what it's... I don't know what that means, uh, but they won. I'll say they deserve all of it. It was a pretty, pretty awesome comic. Yeah, it's very good. Um, the writer, G. Willow Wilson, is an American um, writer, but she's also like a, a novelist. Oh, okay. Um, that happens a lot with her comic book writers. Yeah. And she's mainly known as a writer of magical realism. Oh, is what is that? Like young adult magic I, stories? I That's what I'd imagine. How is magic and real put together? I think it's like when magic stuff happens in the middle of real life. Like it's not like Harry Potter where you have to go to Hogwarts and do it. It's like okay, uh, like you, people just do it in the real life. I guess I don't know. <laughs> do magic in there. It's like magic that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. <laughs> um, some of her novels are um, A Leaf of the Unseen, right? Okay. And she also did one called um, I think it's called like The Bird King. The Bird King. Yeah. But as far as for comic books, obviously she did Miss Marvel. You're right. But for DC, she also did uh, a Wonder Woman series. Oh, did she? As well as, you might like this, The Dreaming in the Sandman universe. I did uh, see your name on one of the yeah. uh, Sandman Are comics. Are you versed in the like outside spinoff Sandman stuff? I'm not versed in them. Honestly, I've given them a try, a little dabble. Yeah. And I wasn't vibing with any of them. Oh, okay. I'm just being honest. <laughs> right. Well, that's not what we're Don't doing crucify me about it. All right? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, Adrian Afona, the artist, he is known for being a co-creator of Marvel's The Runaways with Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. One of my favorite comics too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it about the creators. <laughs> <laughs> that's a similar vibe, you know, this this teen uh, dealing with powers, right? Yeah. And um, they kind of worked together on this Miss Marvel. And I think what G. Willow Wilson did was kind of like write stories that would benefit the art style of Adrian's. Really? All I right. think she's she um, saw his art style. She's like, oh, I'm going to write stuff that kind of works and kind of like highlights what you can do. I, I noticed something like that where um, kind of the the way the art is, it, some things can look fake in it. And yeah. It still works and it looks like it's like part of the real, uh, what's really, really going on. It's hard to explain, I yeah. guess. Um, the story starts in Jersey City, New Jersey. Is that really what it's called? Jersey City? Yeah, Jersey City, New it's Jersey. It's not called New Jersey, New Jersey, like New York, New York. No. Oh. It's York City, New York. Right. right. <laughs> and um, it starts, they're in like um, a convenience store. 7-Eleven type. Yeah. It's called Circle Q, which is a, you know, they can't really use Circle K. Oh. Circle K is the real one. I was curious about that. I was like, have I ever been in a Circle Q before? You haven't because they're not, not real. Yeah. Uh, we see Kamala Khan. I think she's uh, she's like a young teenager, mm -hmm. Pakistani American Muslim, and she is with like her friends. One of her friends is named Bruno. He actually works as like the cashier here, right? The clerk. Yeah. And what she's doing because she's Muslim and she cannot eat pork, she's just like up against the sandwich like heater, smelling the BLT bacon's, just looking at it, salivating. <laughs> kind of that's her character, right? And uh, her friend Nakia is there. Yeah. And uh, I think she is more about the Muslim religion and just 
just not letting, not even looking at the BLTs. Right. Right. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, the cool kids show up, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy walks in. He's wearing a Letterman jacket. So if you see a guy walk in with this, just, you know, he means trouble. <laughs> just this is like the bully jock. <laughs> and also there's uh, uh, his girlfriend, Zoe, who's like the blonde, ditzy, mean girl. She's like trying to say nice things, but they're passive aggressive. Exactly. Time, right? Yeah. And they're saying like, oh, we're going to see you at the party tonight, right? And being a a Muslim daughter of her Muslim family, Mm -hmm. she does not really like go out much, I think. Her parents are strict. Kind of classic um, immigrant strict parents, right? That are just like, they don't let you go out to parties, especially if you're in high school. Yeah. But I feel like Kamala Khan's like, she's at the age where it's like, I'm going to, I need to explore. Right. I need to get out. Jump out there. Sure. Because at home, all she really does is talk about the Avengers. (laughs) She's a classic, just a fangirl, like a nerd for the Avengers. She's literally in a room typing up like like fan stories of the Avengers. Where we see like Captain America and Iron Man and Captain Marvel fighting like this big alien like monster crab thing. I, I thought it was funny. Like the Avengers are saving unicorns from from this <laughs> giant crab creature. So it's, you know, it's like childish like fanfic stuff. Right. And obviously her favorite is Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. That's her thing, yeah. I think um, Kamal Khan's actually first appearance is in Captain Marvel, I think it's like number 14. Oh, really? Of the year prior that this came out. And you could see her like in a crowd as Captain Marvel like saves them or something. And they specifically like wanted her like front and center there. Because when this first came out, you didn't know who she was, right? She's just a character in a crowd. But then they specifically had them put her in there so they can see like exactly where she was like inspired and became like the biggest Captain Marvel fan. That's pretty dope that they just thought ahead to have a little Easter egg. Yeah. What, years like a, before? A year ahead. A year ahead. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's time for their family dinner now. We get to introduce their parents and her brother. Her brother is like more religious than all of them, even more than the parents. Yeah. It's funny that you'd think it'd be the other way around, but he's the one that's a bit more pious about it, sticks to the religion, right? wears more traditional garb, while uh, he, he kind of criticizes the dad for working at the bank, working yeah. at a job that God wouldn't want. And he's also like, kind of like the dad is also like making fun of the son. He's like, well, at least I have a job. Yeah. Like there's no job that you'll take because you think every job is against like the, the religion. Right. The mother's just nurturing like, yeah, our son will figure it out at some point, right? And so there's a, I think it's funny, it's the switch is there. The son yeah. is more religious. The daughter now, Kamala, is asking her parents like, oh, can she go to this party, right? And then the dad is like, yeah, you can go. Are there going to be boys? And then she's like, yeah, it's like a teenage party. She's like, okay, well then no, you can't go. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what they'll do, right? Yeah. They're going to be drinking. Boys will be boys. Uh, It's just, that's that's funny that you even think you could go. Right. Like, go to your room. She's sent to her room and... She's kind of like made up her mind. Like I, I almost think like it was her plan to get sent to her room. Oh. Because she, the first thing she does is she sneaks out. Runs out the window and uh, sneaks to the party at the park. And there is drinking. There's teenagers just drinking with, with the keg and everything. She first gets offered a drink. She thinks it's orange juice, but it's actually got vodka in it. Yeah. She spits it out right away. Uh, isn't um, Muslim like a dry religion? Like no alcohol? Um, yeah, I think that's the the point of it, right? Like there's some rules you should stick to. And that's one so. of them. Yeah. yeah. Christianity is like, we're getting drunk at church. Well, the, yeah. I think <laughs> I, 
I always thought about this. Is that why like a lot of the initial Christians got on board? It's like free st- samples? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I, sign me up. <laughs> um, she's there and she's speaking. And then she's like kind of like being made fun of by those cool kids, Zoe, right? So then Bruno, her friend, who I think Kamala kind of has like a crush on maybe. I think it's the other, other way around. I think Bruno oh, really? has a crush on Kamala. Okay. Yeah. He like steps in. And he grabs a drink and he's like, don't make fun of her. And he kind of like pulls her aside. But he's almost like mad at Kamala for showing up. Yeah. It's almost like he's big brother. Like, what are you doing over here? Like, yeah. Do your parents know you're here? And Kamala doesn't like this. Mm-hmm. She's like being like, she wanted to get away from her parents. And Bruno's acting like her parent. Right. So she just storms off angry, uh, walking on her own down the, the New York streets. Right. Right. And she's leaving and we can see like the landscape and it is being covered by like this fog. By a, by a big mist. Yes. It just uh, erupts out of nowhere. This is happening during the events of, I believe, a comic book series titled um, Infinity. Mm. Where I believe the Northeast is covered in something called the Terrigen Mist. Do you know what that is? Do you want to I, explain that? So it's a big like fog that, uh, I don't know the origins of it, but it hovers over the city. And it gives people powers, basically, and into from like the inhumans. Yeah, turns them into inhumans, basically. So there's people that are have the inhuman gene, I guess. Yeah, which is um, what is it the celestials that came down and did experiments with humans and give them this gene? I believe so. So there's like a portion of the human population that has this gene. This is like caveman time. Yeah, and if you're exposed to something called the Terrigen Mist, it activates that gene, which gives you superpowers. So like uh, the inhumans now like their society they'll have their people just walk through this mist that they already they have like contained or whatever it's like a ritual yeah and then they'll have their powers whatever that is yeah but in this event this comic book event it was released like throughout the whole like New York area accidentally yeah yeah so like people who didn't they don't know they're inhuman they're getting exposed to this all of a sudden they're getting powers that's right yeah and Kamala is one of them she's like gets in a daze of all this she's like she thinks it's the drink is what's causing that she's (laughs) The sip that she took. Oh man, I'm super drunk. And she's going like, she like falls down at the ground on the the sidewalk. When she comes to, she's not on the sidewalk anymore. It's almost like, uh, what is it? Like a Renaissance painting? Yeah. Of the the Avengers floating (laughs) above her. And it's Captain Marvel front center with Iron Man and, and Captain America. And she's like, well, where am I? What is this? And Iron Man is talking almost like poetically, like, this is a crossroads. This is where you need to be. Right. You will uh, get everything you wish, but it won't be what you wanted. Right. And she's pretty much seeing them because this is who she idolizes. Especially Captain Marvel. Yeah. And she's talking to Captain Marvel like, I want to be just like you. Uh, you're like the greatest, except I don't like your new costume. <laughs> if I was going to be like you, I would be like the old costume, which is Carol Danvers used to be Miss Marvel before she was Captain Marvel. Of course. She wants the kind of skimpy outfit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she's going for. This is all a hallucination, though. Right. From the mist. And when she really wakes up, she's inside almost like a cocoon Mm -hmm. that the Inhumans have to break out of. And when she breaks out of it, she's not Kamala Khan. She looks like Miss Marvel Carol Danvers. With the whole costume, right? The um, big boots, long boots. um, The black with like almost like a lightning bolt. Right, right. Uh, She's like, what? She's a white girl now. She's she's blonde hair. (laughs) Totally changed. She's not herself. She's shape-shifting. She feels sick. She hurts. 
curls a bit yeah and like transforms back into kamala right like, as she's like throwing up she's like almost like going in and out of what her and captain marvel yeah like just transforming her body's shaping different positions between her and 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 uh carol danvers and she's she's worried about this just walking across see she sees the entire mist flood the city it's still there and she keeps uh, going about this like, okay, I'm transforming now. Yeah, she doesn't know what's going on. She's walking down the stairs and it's almost like she can't control her new powers. And there's a point where she literally shrinks down Ant-Man style to like the size of a bug. And there's like a cockroach that's like the size of a car next to her. Right. It's fun. It's like this. these are the fun moments where a new superhero is learning about her powers. Like it's haywire right now. Right. Yeah. She's going down to like the docks and she sees uh, Zoe there with her boyfriend right these are like the mean cool kids right <laughs> and obviously they've been drinking and they're drunk and zoe falls into the water off the pier and the boyfriend's too drunk to help out like he's useless right kamala is thinking okay now i'm i am basically miss marvel i sh- i should be superhero now i gotta jump in she turns into miss marvel and she dives in trying to save her and but her powers are not like of miss marvel carol danvers totally different it's more like mr fantastic Right, true. Uh, Elastigirl or something. Yeah, because she reaches into the water and her arm just keeps stretching and her hand just keeps growing. She yells out, in beginning, like that's what she calls it. And she uses her hand like almost like a scoop. Shovel. And just grabs the dirt from the bottom of the ocean or bottom of like whatever this is, the lake. And Zoe is like in her hand now and she saved her from drowning. So she's a hero now. She saved this girl um zoe is just so thankful she she's like oh my god carol danvers saved me right right miss marvel captain marvel saved me i was like well this is your old see what's going on here there's bystanders that take pictures it's funny because like she saved her and she's got her out of the water but she doesn't know how to like make her hand back to normal right away like it's still huge right she's like trying to like come on go back She's talking to her own hand, just like, return, return. So she finally leaves trying to make her way back home. But she still looks like Carol Danvers, blonde hair. Yeah. So she like sneaks back up her tree to her window. And she snuck out, by the way. So she's trying to sneak back in. Right. And her brother hears her, right? So he turns on the light in her room to check on her. And luckily, she has transformed back to Kamala. So lucky. Just like a split second before, um, she's like, I can explain. I can explain why I'm blonde and white. Yeah. But the brother's like, what? What are you talking about? But what she does have to explain is to her parents why she snuck out because they're still awake. They figured it out. Apparently, Bruno called them up and said uh, she went to the party and they don't know what's going on with their daughter. Like, she's breaking the rules like she never had before. Yeah. And they're telling her like, you know, we have these rules because we love you. So you're, I don't know if she's like grounded or something now, but like, totally. yeah, she's totally like being scolded by her parents but all she can really think about is like i have superpowers now <laughs> she never says the whole story about the terrigen mist not about the zero powers she's keeping that to herself my my question is um because she's inhuman and she went through the terrigen mist and it worked does that mean her whole family is inhuman also if they were exposed they would have powers as well i don't think so i think in humans like any human can be an inhuman oh it's not like i don't think it's a hereditary like, i don't think it's like a mutant gene at all it's like a random random genetic mutation <laughs> i feel like <laughs> it's not random you have to go through a mist right yeah but you I, you have to like if a regular human went to that mist it wouldn't do anything i think it would really no I, I, that's what i think in humans are is everybody yeah 
I, okay. I just think I don't it, know. it could be a gamble how good it is, is the thing. Yeah. It could be pretty crappy. It, you're saying Inhumans could be crappy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it could. <laughs> we have a whole show or a quarter of a show to explain that. <laughs> She's watching the news now. I think it's like the morning. And she is seeing herself on the news, but as Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and Zoe's being interviewed, she's like, yeah, she saved me. I don't know why she was wearing her old costume, but she came back and saved me. The news thinks it's a copycat because it's the old costume and everything. Like, yeah. what's going on here? And now Kamala has to go to the temple, I guess, mm-hmm. to pray. And she she can't stop talking to Nakia about like the party and all this stuff. And they're supposed to be like meditating, I guess. Right. Um, they're not listening to the leader talk about uh, you know, give their their speech or whatever, and they're kind of disrupting the the, the whole group. And they're like, just like, let's just leave right now and uh, play hooky, right? And go to the convenience store, get a bite or something. And then there's like this whole sequence of her um, in school, and she's trying to just be like a normal student, but her powers kind of just like it's like hijinks ensue, <laughs> right? Pop up out of nowhere. There's scenes where like she's in the locker room and she, instead of shrinking down like earlier, she grows super big. Um, like in the locker room, like it, she breaks things that she doesn't mean to. She's trying to control her powers, like talking to herself, like and big and shrinking. Right. But it's not working. And then another power that she has is just like how she could look like Captain Marvel. I guess she could like change her appearance to look like other people, right? So she tries to do that. But instead of looking like um, Carol Danvers, she ends up looking like her mom. <laughs> Like like a clone of her mother, and she's looking at herself in the mirror, like uh, what the hell? And then um, the one of the school teachers, like, hey, what's going on in there? <laughs> and she's like, I gotta change this back. I gotta change this back. And as soon as the teacher kind of like opens the door, like instantly she changes back to Kamala. Perfect timing again. But she's still in trouble. There's like all the benches are broken. The roof is like almost <laughs> like caved in. Like. I think you'd be expelled at this point, but she just got detention. Yeah. So she's after detention now, which is like a big deal for her, right? Yeah. She's like a goody goody. Totally. Yeah. She's going to go see Bruno at the Circle Q where he works. And she's going there. And as she gets there, she sees a guy in like a mask. Ski mask. And a gun, but talking to Bruno, not... Not pointing the gun at him. Uh, we come to realize this guy in the mask is just Bruno's little brother. Right. That's like doing this stunt to try and take money from his work. Yeah. Just to like get money in his pocket, but like trying to get money without actually robbing anybody. Right. He knows this is his brother. He's not, he's like, come on, let's, it's almost like an inside job, but Bruno doesn't want to do it. He's like, what are you doing here? Right. Right. But Kamala outside doesn't know that this is kind of like a setup plan. Staged or whatever. Yeah. So she busts in as Captain Marvel. <laughs> Straight up like the new Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and, and immediately makes her hand super big like a fist, like a hammer, and just smashes the, the counter. Yeah. She doesn't know how to use her power, so she's kind of like making more of a mess. Right. Um, Bruno's brother now doesn't know what's going on, right? And he's trying to like fight back because Captain Marvel's there, and he's, she's trying to like capture him. So accidentally to get away, he pulls the trigger of the gun and shoots Carol Danvers, who is Kamala Khan, like right in the gut. Uh, he's saying it's an accident, right? So, um, but then Kamala that we know is like falls backward and she's shot straight up shot right now. 
Yeah. First superheroing job, and she's uh, bleeding out. She does not have Captain Marvel powers, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no uh, force field or anything like that. And so the the brother, he like he like runs away, like, okay, you got to get out of here. Right. Bruno calls the cops to uh, try and uh, help out Captain Marvel. And then Captain Marvel reaches to Bruno, like, no, don't call him. They can't see me like this. And as she reaches for him, she reverts back as Kamala. And this, of course, Bruno's like, what is going on? Completely surprised. And Kamala, she's like bleeding out, but then she's just, she's fine out of nowhere. Like, oh, uh, I guess when I am not transformed into someone else, I have healing powers. I have right. healing factor. She has a lot of different powers. Pretty odd. I, I always thought like she's a little bit OP. <laughs> So it's like if she's wounded as someone she's portraying, when she goes back, she's like all healed again. It's just like a balancing act. Like what power are you using right now? Right. And I think also like kind of like Ant-Man, if she gets bigger, she gets tired faster. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 And also I think she's stronger that way because it's more mass. Yeah, exactly. So all these different factors play into our powers. But um, she's like, okay, we don't need to call the cops anymore. I'm all healed up. But the cops do show up. They're already called. Mm-hmm. So Bruno's like, we have to hide your identity, right? So all they have in this convenience store is like one of those like cold compressed masks. Have you seen those? Sleeping masks. Yeah. Yeah. So she throws that on. She looks silly. She's like wearing regular clothes with like the sleeping mask to cover her face. It's this teenage girl wearing a mask saying, yeah, I'm Miss Marvel. <laughs> and the cops are like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I have powers too. Like, I saved the day already. And she like grows taller to show them that she has powers. And I guess when you're just a cop, you're like, all right, I guess. Like, I can't deny you have powers, but you're just a kid. <laughs> like, okay, we're going to talk to you, Bruno, in a couple of days. But I guess this is a, the guy's ran away. We can't do anything about it. Right. So then it's now just Bruno and Kamala. And Bruno's like learning this, like, wow, you have powers and you want to be a hero. And then they're like, if you're going to be a real hero, you're going to need a real costume. Sick. And this is very like Spider-Man-esque. <laughs> uh, it's funny what she decides to use as her costume is something called a burkini. Uh-huh. So I think it's like a burka, but for swimming. Right. So she pulls that out of the closet from somewhere and the mom's like, what do you need that for at 10 p.m. at night? Like, <laughs> it's still, again, like the family doesn't trust her now for some reason. And now that she has it, she's her first mission is to try to save Bruno's brother. Because I think he's in cahoots with like a bad group of guys. Yes. Uh, some figurehead named The Inventor. Right. And they're like staked out at this grimy old uh, kind of like abandoned house it's in like the middle a, of nowhere. It's like a trap house. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they go there, right? And they see like two of the henchmen kind of like chilling out in the balcony in the patio. They so, look like dumb, like teenagers too. Yeah. I mean, they look like they hang out with, um, Jesse from Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good pull. They're that style. They're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to sneak in, Kamala shrinks down to like sneak in there. And as soon as she gets like behind these two people, she like grows hella big and like tosses them into the yard. And they're freaked out. There's just a giant person in front of them now, right? Yeah. And they just give up instantly, get tied up. And uh, Kamala decides to go inside of this little house there, all torn up, to find kind of like almost, they look like spider robots. Right. Right. Tiny little robots that start to attack her with laser beams. And it's so weird because like, it is like a rundown house, but it's being guarded by like super high tech. Right. Right. (laughs) So she has to like go on on offensive here and she's like, 
using her power she's like stretching her legs super far to kick these robots and it seems like there's just like a ton of them they just don't stop coming because they're trying to defend this house when she gets to the basement she finally finds the little brother and he's all tied up there because he's a victim of the inventor um, because he botched that job the the robbery yeah he's tied up and even above him it's written on the wall like property of the inventor and then we finally see like the top henchman who's like again like a bummy looking guy but he's got this laser gun on his hilt (laughs) so he's got like He's the top guy. And he's like, oh, you picked the wrong house to break into. He's got to pay his dues. So he's trying to like shoot up Kamala, but she's able to like dodge it. And she uses like her beginning power to like, I think like escaped out of there. And she finally like gets out. And when she gets back home, I think she uses her power so much that she's like super hungry. Exhausted. Yeah. She like empties the refrigerator and eats everything. (laughs) She's uh, stuffing her face. But with all this eating, she just knocks out at the table. She wakes up like the next day by her parents and they're all like yelling at her like, how did you like leave all this food out and eat half of the refrigerator? It's obvious also that you left because you're all dirty. Yeah. What were you doing at night? Why are you wearing this swimming outfit? (laughs) She won't explain, right? And uh, the father has a touch, touching moment is like, "Uh, we care about you so much, right? Yeah. We we do all these rules for you just so that we can keep you safe because, you know, we just want what's best for you. They're just really concerned about her. And they should because she tried to save the brother and it didn't work, right? So now she's with Bruno and they do almost like a training montage. Absolutely. It's like, okay, you're not ready yet, but if we train the second time, you might be able to save him, right? Bruno's a smart guy. I guess he's the science guy. (laughs) He uses like this polymer on her outfit to make it super stretchy. That would be useful as a costume. And to kind of like finalize the costume, she wants to be like Miss Marvel, right? So she draws that old school lightning bolt on the front of her costume. Her costume, at the end of the day, is very DIY, but it's yeah. it's fitting. It's pretty cool. So again, they go to the house. She shrinks down. She gets in there. And this time she stays shrunken. Oh, okay. And she finds one of those like spider robots, right? And she actually like rides it down into the basement where the brother's being ca- held captive. She's using like the lasers on these robots against their own people and just shooting up the, the guys that are like, head henchman just runs out the door scared. It's almost like she's now using her powers to outsmart them, not just going guns a-blazing. Exactly. She thought that's what heroes do, but uh, she's playing it smart now and right away grabs the little brother and just stretches big, like like Colossus, like just (laughs) running out of the door. She went from like tiny, like a bug to like huge where she could just like leapfrog away out of this house. Totally. And Bruno, Bruno's like back there too. Like, come on, Bruno, we got to get out of here with a, with a little brother under her armpit. It's the next day now. The brother's saved and they're at the Circle Q convenience store and everyone's like um, congratulating that they saved the brother. And this, I think this is a, where she makes her first like real public appearance. Like, I'm the new Miss Marvel. I see. Okay. So she's taking in the glory now as they, they're all like celebrating her. But as they get to the Circle Q, there's a threat there. There's like a puppet of her strung yeah, up. Yeah. It's kind of uh, eerie. And I think this puppet is left by the inventor. Oh. And we finally get to see the henchman approach the inventor and explain like, oh, Miss Marvel came and saved the, the brother and we couldn't stop her. And the first reveal of the inventor, which is like the last page of this first trade, is the weirdest character. I couldn't describe, I could never expected this guy to look like this. this so this guy's a bird man. Yes. Do you he, know the story of the inventor? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. 
He is a clone of Thomas Edison. What? With the DNA of a cockatiel, which is like a bird. Did, okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I never knew this. So they also call him the bird man. Yeah. Because he look, he's got a bird head. He's a bird. He's a bird guy. I thought he was a pigeon at first. So is he cockatiel? Cockatoo? Something like that, yeah. But also he's the clone of Thomas Edison. All right. The inventor. <laughs> he's got the brains of Thomas Edison. Yeah. So strange. Oh, I did not know that that's what this guy was. I think this guy was in this guy was invented to be the foil for this this Marvel. So he was made for this book. Oh. And they're like, what's the, the weirdest thing we can go up against Kamala Khan? A, a bird guy. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's how we're ending this uh series. I really enjoyed this book because it feels a little like um, the first part of uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. A little bit of like... Figuring it out. A teenager learning about their powers. Right. Awkward about it too. Yeah. Um, Looking up to somebody yeah. as part of it. The strange things in it, like there's... Um, weird imagery of like a flying sloth throughout the thing mm -hmm. if you ever catch that and yeah. then there's again there's Birdman's out of nowhere so it's just fun I really enjoyed it, it oh, even like the stuff about being part of like a Muslim family right and the parents just being super concerned about her overprotective um, feel like that is a common like trope in in stories like about this but it, I feel like it's fitting I think it spotlights a different culture that has not got it before yeah and so that's that's important but also the unique thing of being a kid of that yeah of being uh the first generation of, of it you know being born in America or something yeah. like that that's yeah that's something common to a lot of different cultures I think the show will show that but I think a lot of things are gonna be different than the book I think so too uh, even her power set yeah um where she gets her powers mm -hmm. i think it's pretty obvious it's a different uh backstory right how do you think do you think um brie larson will appear at all or they'll use a clip of her as like inspiration for kamala khan i think so i think it could be a clip or i think it'd be awesome if she did the whole hallucination scene like she's oh, in the scene to talking to her that'd be interesting that'd yeah. be great i think brie larson might be down for that do it please <laughs> that'd be cool the character is i don't think they're going to be in human or she's not inhuman yeah i think we're doing away with that yeah because because it's just not cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this book was very cool i enjoyed it a lot and i hope the the show pulls some elements out of this and i think this, i'm really excited for the show i think it's gonna be pretty fun yeah i i usually just try to watch the trailers of things yeah and not watch clips i accidentally watched a clip of the show yeah and it was pretty funny i think it's actually gonna yeah. be like a sitcom vibe i'm excited about that cool well, that'll be out Monday. Or I think we might do the recap for that. So tune in for that. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into side stories. For this week, I have three options that I could talk about for side stories. I'm not going to talk about all three. All right. Okay. But I will say which the three are. And I'm only going to talk about the one I like the most. Okay. Okay. Choose your own adventure for us. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, so I could talk about Stranger Things because we watched the whole first part one of season four. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which uh, I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, I talk about everything I've seen on Kenobi so far, which is like the first half. General Kenobi. Hello there. Right? Yeah. Uh, or I could talk about Top Gun Maverick, which we just watched. Um, I'm only going to talk about the one I like the most. Oh, okay. Let's hear what uh, Chris has to say, which is the which is the top one. Which one do you think I like the most? I think the one you like the most is uh, Kenobi. I'm going to talk about Top Gun Maverick. Oh. <laughs> 
that's, that's okay. It's the best thing out of the three. Ken- Kenobi's good. And Stranger Things is also, I, I like Stranger Things more than Kenobi oh. this season so far. But Top Gun Maverick, it just soared. <laughs> it just kind of like cruised. Full. <laughs> Flew above my expectations, and uh, it's—I'll tell you why. It sets up um, a very formulaic <laughs> um, movie plot that, where it's kind of like, "Hey, we're telling you the end goal, mm. and now this is all build up to that." Right. Right. And um, there's a lot of movies that do this that are kind of great, but it's—it hasn't been done in a long time, I think. So, like, Rocky Four does this. Oh, the big fight. Yeah. Yeah. Or a more recent one, still not pretty old, but no one talks about, but I kind of really enjoyed, was a movie called The Guardian. Which one is it? Remind me. Which one's that? It stars Kevin Costner and Ashton Kutcher. Oh, the, um, (laughs) uh, let me get it, the uh, Coast Guard. Coast Guard movie. Coast Guard movie, yeah. This is similar to that, but better because Tom Cruise only makes good movies. That's not true. (laughs) It's just Tom Cruise refuses to make a bad movie. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Tom Cruise in it is very good and um, the action and intensity because I feel like the first one was uh, I don't know how to say it like cheesy cheesy, (laughs) it was cheesy yes but this one is like hey let's pull back the cheese a little bit still there it is there it is there let's take 10% off and put that 10% into uh, thrills Oh okay, yeah. I can't remember the first uh, movie that well. Was it thrills like they're they're in like fighter jets? They're right? there, but of course the film technology now can really like put you in the seat. And I think Tom has got the cachet. Yeah, just like give me all the fighter jets. Let's go <laughs> yeah. break them, right, or something. This movie's so good that before the movie plays, there's like a clip of Tom Cruise talking to the audience. And he's like, everything you see is real. Like, uh, we're really flying those jets. Yeah. And we're really, like, going that fast and doing these tight turns. And once you kind of, like, set that up, it makes the movie better. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. You kind of just realize this, none of this is CG. So you're like, yeah. wow, you actually feel the impact of things. Yeah. So I think oh. it helped the movie. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, yeah. I, I That was in my head. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think of it as me enjoying it more because of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But um, the movie, you kind of have to like throw realism out and put a hold on your belief. Like it, it definitely goes to the impossible side. Well, I I think it's because I don't know what flying a jet is like. Yeah. So I'm just saying, oh, yeah, I guess this is hard. <laughs> they do things that like their characters are saying it's impossible and then they do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's badass. It's, yeah. it's pretty it cool. Is, it's really fun. Honestly, I want to watch it again. I feel like every character is a douchebag if i met them in real life yeah but it's a good movie yeah it's a very good movie uh well i would say like if there's anything i would wish there was more of and like i would take maybe like tom cruise is in it almost 90 percent of the time yeah it's his movie it's his movie but like he's top gun yeah (laughs) but i mean like a little bit more of the because he's teaching students right to do this mission Mm -hmm. a little bit more of the students like just like another seed would have gave me more of those characters that I would care a little bit more about. The way the trailer posed it as is these guys are fighting, vying for the spots mm. and they're like in training, right? Yeah. Uh, we got some of that where they kind of get angry at each other, yeah. but there could have been more drama there. I agree. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like a lot of implied history between them. Yeah. And if there was just a little bit more that we could get a taste of like the rivalry between them, I, I would have liked it more. Now, this was a sequel decades later. Yeah. And even with the Tom Cruise's character, they they implied his, his history or they, they spoke about it yeah. just to be 
build build up for the drama he goes through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, what is it? Thirty five years later, something like that. I don't know exactly. Yeah. And there was nothing in between, so they had to like fill the gaps by like, just telling you what happened. Yeah, and you know, it's very kind of like subtle, like oh. uh He's been a captain this whole time and never moved up in the, yes. in the Navy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's broken the heart of this lady for so many times already. Yeah. The I don't want to spoil anything, but the opening scene, he flies like, it almost looks like an experimental jet or something. It looks like, honestly, those old like experimental jets, like I think yeah, it's called the I Nighthawk. Because the idea is um, fighter jet pilots are obsolete. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so why do we need them? And you then, have, when you have drones. Yeah. True. And then now all of a sudden, there's a special mission where only a human can do it, but they have to be trained to do it. Right. True, yeah. Yeah. But he flies this um, like super high-tech experimental jet thing, and it it's almost, he's just flying a spaceship. Like, it's... <laughs> It's almost like it's they're almost on Fast and the Furious level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as far as like the kind of like expected scenes of like uh you broke the rules, I don't know whether that should scold you or promote you kind of thing like yes. that. It's all there and it it, it works. Every every like big story beat in yeah. the first movie, they had to recreate in a different way. Right. They had a theme song. What's the theme song yeah. that's always constantly playing throughout it's the like movie? Highway to the Danger Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. And of course there's like topless beach sports. Right. That's that's a mandatory apparently. Yeah. Is that part of the Top Gun school? You have to do that? Yeah. Okay. Who's Top Gun? <laughs> I, I, uh, okay. I want to spoil something, but I, I'll hold back. All right. Um, what did you think of the other actors in it? So um, I thought, so Jennifer Connelly is the yeah. love interest. Yeah. I thought the two of them was the cheesy part. Like that's where I, I saw the cheesiness was like a little bit, okay, this feels like an 80s movie. Yeah. It was a little rom-com-y. That's where I, I think it's it's like the cheesy of the the action movies. Like almost like the, the scenes that he has in the original Top Gun yeah. seem cheesy in the same exact way. That's what sure. I see. Sure, yeah. yeah. What about um, Miles Teller? Because he kind of, I feel like, was set up to be a Hollywood leading man type. And then he did a Fantastic Four movie and was gone forever. Along with that is I think behind the scenes, not like an awesome dude. Yeah, I also think he's a jerk. That's what they say, at least. Yeah. I don't know. But this could turn the tide because he was pretty great in this too, just as the supporting character. Yeah. Yeah. You know what happened in Hollywood was like uh, Army Hammer got canceled. <laughs> Yeah. And then Miles Teller was like, oh, is there a spot available? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And that's how he got back. Those are different. Those are different leading men, I think. Well, he replaced them in that Godfather movie. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I heard that movie was bad. Yeah. It's a movie about a movie. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty dumb. Um, The other characters, what about that other, like, Iceman clone? Hangman. Hangman, yeah. Yeah. I think he's a good actor. I don't know his name. I should have looked it up, but I think he's a good actor. He's the biggest douche of the movie. He plays like the rival. There's no villain, but if you had to pick a villain, he's kind of like the villain character, right? And um, I like him. I want him to play Cyclops. He's still... Yeah. Even after this role, because yeah, after this totally role, you do it. You kind of dislike him. I mean, that's the character, though. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I totally think he could work for like um, Cyclops, like when they call him Slim. I think I, that's who I picture. Okay. All right. That guy. Yeah. Uh, he's all right. Yeah. What did I get, you think of the movie? Like, did you rate it highly? I, I would rate it highly, but it does feel like, uh, hmm. I guess it feels like the same movie just amped up and that's fine, I guess. Yeah. I feel like. Um, it feels it feels like Mission Impossible. I was going to say, it feels like, oh, I want to make another Top Gun movie after I make like six or seven Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> There's the ones building up for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he just uh, likes playing with planes. Like yeah. the guy, Tom Cruise, likes planes and was like, uh, I'll, I'll make a movie to fund that. I just think there hasn't been a movie in a long time where the audience is kind of like rallied together. Like Be- there's a lot of, like maybe Avengers Endgame, something like that. But like this movie ends and people start clapping. Yes, they did. Because, they did. because it, it, it kind of like forces you to root for something. It tricks you to uh, be, uh, just root for them. Yeah. 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 I guess you get that when it's not, it's crazy that it's not a Disney uh, Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a long time since something like this has happened, I think. Yeah. So I definitely liked it. I wanted to watch it in IMAX, but uh, timing didn't work out. So I might go try to watch it during the week in IMAX because I don't think it'll be an IMAX come the weekend because Jurassic World is coming out. You like it that much? It was You want to watch it again? Oh, yeah, I, I do want to watch it again. I don't know if I'm there with it. I'm ready for the danger zone. Ah, wait, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to get... All right, whatever. And Tom Cruise, wear a helmet when you're riding a motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> you don't get his hair flung in the wind. <laughs> all right, that's my side stories. Other shows, Stranger Things, can be still good. Yeah, that's funny you say that because that's my, my side oh. story, yes. Both of them? Stranger Things is okay. my side story here. Good. Now I get uh, to talk about both. Okay. Um, I Yeah, season four came out, part one at least. Yeah. And uh, I think it was a knockout of the park compared to maybe some of their weaker seasons. They have a lot of characters going on now. Yeah. Right? And how do you handle that? They just have to tell a lot of stories at the same time. Like give each... Like we set them up into groups. Yeah. Set them on their way. And then they have to, we have to like navigate through the different groups and just roll cycle through them. Right. Which for me is why I feel like initially I didn't like it as much as you in the start of the season. Why? Because you couldn't be on board with anybody or it was too hectic? I was just like, they're all separated. Like, and early in the season, they're separated and then even more separated. Like sometimes characters are by themselves. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm just like, uh, I hope it ends better, which it, it did. I thought it was great from the start, from Jump. They're like dealing with things that make sense to what they have to do. And uh-huh. at the end, it was cohesive. They all converge and it made sense. It yeah. wasn't too hectic or whatever in, in all of it. There's some stories that are better than others. Like okay. they're all going at the same time. Yeah. I think the showrunners learned which act, which is which actors are better at acting because mm-hmm. they're at the start of it they're like kid stars right yeah and uh, they're good for being kid stars for being kid actors but some of them will be on board with acting more and figure out the craft and uh work at it others will start a band or whatever like i think that's what <laughs> finn wolfhard did i, don't th- I uh, think he took more of a back seat this he, season. out of all of them he's like been in more movies too right like uh like it and ghostbusters Ghostbusters. that's true yeah so you don't think he's a strong actor i don't think so i think he's kind of a bad actor i think he's he's the same face all the time 
right. That's bad acting. I think he's I think he's in his like teen phase, like he emo sure. guy. Yeah. Um that's what I think. I Who think, is the best actor? I think the best actor is the redheaded girl. Okay. Uh, Sadie Sink or whatever. Yeah, I, I agree. I think she there's a scene where she just gets a whole monologue to herself. Yeah. So I think the showrunners figure that out and they made they put more of a spotlight on her. Yeah. Almost as even with like eleven in yeah. in, in times, right? Well, I feel like they're, yeah, 11 is a lot of the focus. Yeah. But they also don't want to be like, it's her show. It's everybody's show. That's true. But she's the one with superpowers. Yeah. She's the coolest one. So As far as powers, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think some of the newer characters are pretty good. Um, I think um, the actor that plays Eddie. The new guy, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a breakout, I think. Oh, really? For this show. And I, I want to see him in more things. He was fun. He was kind of uh, wild and crazy as he's new to all of the upside down things, right? Yeah, but he's his uh, arc in it goes from one to the other. Like I feel like there's a range that he plays. There is an arc there. Oh. He's not playing the same character. Like, Something happens where he changes. Yeah, that's and, true. And um, right. his acting is really good in, in both sides. I guess I see what you mean. I didn't like him at first because of, he almost seems selfish in a way. Sure. But what you're saying makes sense to me now. Yeah. 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 He was pretty great. I, uh, what's her name? Maya Hawk. Yeah. She's, uh, I think she's better than this season. The last one, I found it a bit annoying the last one. Okay. And the, the older teens... Um, as they have to do their their own mission on their own. Yeah. It had its own like arc in their own right. And it, I think it was a, a good storyline with them too. The, um, I think going to, um, what's her name? The mother's character and, and the the other guy that's yeah. uh, a conspiracy theorist. Right. Yeah. I thought they were- they, Joyce. Was, Joyce, yeah. Yeah. They, they were kind of boring at times. I like their arc. You think so? Yeah. It was just different. Just different. But the most strain on any of the characters was David Harbour's character obviously because yeah. spoiler alert he's like he's in a prison right now yeah and the stuff he has to go through is like crazy how much i'm rooting for him right yeah i, th- I think david harper is a, a likable guy and so he has uh, the daddiest spot <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing you said watching this say, say it again he has the daddiest bod <laughs> like out of all the dad bods his is the daddiest <laughs> And that made me uncomfortable. Because like, he's not like overweight. Because I, da- I feel like a dad bod is like not overweight. And I would say like, like you're more fit than not fit. But it's like forty five, fifty five. Uh, I I think it's the other way around. But sure, all right, all right. I don't know. I agree. I honestly I agree like with you. He does have the daddy's. <laughs> David Harbour has the daddy's bod. <laughs> he does have a dad bod going on. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Not after going to prison, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. Move past that. <laughs> um, the the lore of it all yeah. was pretty dope in this season. Um, I agree. I think season three, you can compare it to that one. I think that one was pretty awesome. Yeah. But it was just going left and right, nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Right. Yeah. And I think this one got less of that. Yeah. Uh, le- less of like dig into the 80s vibe. For sure, it is doing that uh-huh. with the uh, the horror of the um, slasher movies now. Right. Um, and it played with that in a fun way, but it wasn't too brazen about it, too shameless about it. Mm-hmm. It was just worked with the story yeah i'll I say think. like um, i definitely enjoyed how it ended mm-hmm. this part one so i feel like it started slow but it, it stuck the landing something fun they're doing this season is explaining the two parts like we said yeah uh, the first part like seven episodes are just regular i guess hour 45 long episodes mm-hmm. part two is going to be one episode that's one hour yeah. and the second episode is going to be two hours and, and a half 
Yeah, so essentially the second part is just two movies. Yeah, pretty long and pretty strange thing to do. Yeah, super strange thing to do. Things I feel like it's upside down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, I see what you did there. The I, I think you had a good point about this, though, is that when someone watches, like let's say, like a, a season of Stranger Things, yeah. they just want to spoil the internet about what happened and just like, give it away. Because someone will binge it the night of, and by like the next day, they're already like talking about it online. Yeah. And the fervor about it is gone. Yeah. Right. It, you never it's get quick the burn. Yeah. Right. You never get the water cooler talk. Yeah. And it is not doing it once a week, like let's say Disney Plus, but it is still getting the internet a buzz a bit about, oh, I can't wait for what's going to happen next. Yeah. So now you can talk about it, but it's not over yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People are still going to be talking about it for the month. That's how long they want it. It's getting released part two in July. Yes. Yeah. So I guess I got to keep Netflix until July. Dang. Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> you got me. It is it, it is strange thing to do to have uh, to get the Duffer Brothers let them just have the last episode just be like a movie. Right? Yeah, pretty crazy. Is this the last season or is there a fifth season? The whole time I'm watching this, I thought it was the last season. It's not. There's a season five still. I think they said that will be the last season. That's right. So that season is just going to be one nine hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to. You. Uh, they're hyping that up pretty pretty big the season five yeah they said they made they pitched it already to the executives oh, wow. and they, some of the executives cried <laughs> right that's how you're gonna end it no <laughs> that sucks <laughs> but i i convinced some of my coworkers to watch it oh they've never seen it before they've seen it before but they're like slow to get on season four. Oh, and i think like maybe i was the same way but i'm glad i stuck it out because I feel like the ending, especially like the final episode was like, ah, I'm glued to the TV. I was glued to it the whole time. You were on your phone. I was like, come yeah, on. This, yeah. is a, this is a good show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it before. This, this No one little, ever heard of it until you. Tiny little show called The Stranger Things. I think you should uh, take a peek. <laughs> Uh, we already talked about two things, so I guess we can just talk about it real quick. All right, if you want to. Obi-Wan Kenobi, what were your like quick thoughts on it? Um, I had uh, kind of low hopes about it because it was um, it's tied to the prequels. And also, um, I kind of look forward to the newer Star Wars stuff. That's not yeah. rehashed stuff. What can they fit into in between the, these two movies mm-hmm. and make a story? Yeah. I got to say that I, so far, the structure is makes sense to me and is working. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about it? I think... Ewan McGregor is out acting everybody and oh, really? that's it. Like, it's okay. Oh, you don't like it? You're not super excited about it? I'm not super excited about it. I hope it ends stronger. The second half of the season is better. Um, but I do like some things about it, about um, Ewan or Obi-Wan's um, kind of like trauma a little bit. Oh. But I... There's things like, because it's in the middle of movies, like, I know certain things are not going to happen. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how they're going to give a good climactic ending to the series. True, true. There was, um, if you're just watching the trailer, you probably don't know what the whole, like, pull of him to yeah. go on adventure is. Yeah. And so that caught me off guard and I enjoyed it. I guess that was a good surprise. Yeah. What about the Vader of it all? Uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Why do they need hitting Christensen back if if... He's unseen, and then James Earl Jones is doing the voice. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, maybe we'll get him with the mask off at some point. Yeah, we haven't I'm, yet. I'm sure we will. Yeah, yeah. We got a little bit of it, but mask off. I mean, yeah. like, does it have to be Hayden Christensen? <laughs> no, it does not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's him yet. Yeah, right. It's I know. De- probably not. 
All right. Um, that's it for side stories. I mm-hmm. uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show today. We'll be back next week. Are, are we doing a recap for Miss Marvel? We, if you're so, down for that, we had some considerations for different shows. Is that the pick we're doing? Let's do Miss Marvel. Let's do it. Yeah. So we'll be back Monday with our first episode recap for Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. And uh, you won't want to miss it. So please subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. And you can search us in your podcast app, stream us on Spotify. And if you really want to help us out, you can leave a review. And the best place to do that is on our Apple podcast page. You got your phone out already. Go ahead and find us on all the social medias. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you guys for tuning in. Daniel, do you want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye-bye. See ya. Error. Error.